welcome to Cage Barbell. I'm Ange Wilkinson. In the studio today is Diane. Welcome, Diane. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Angie. It's nice to be here today. Great. So we're going to talk today about um, Diane's journey in, uh, in the fitness industry and what got her motivated to do anything at all and where she started. So w where did you actually start in, in all of this, Di? <laughs> oh, I think, Angie, I started a long, long time ago, um, probably in the caveman area. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. I um I started running uh, when I was at high school. Um, was very much grew up very much a person that was not into fitness. Definitely was one of those ones that hid in the shower at PE time, and yeah, I was always last in my running races. I hated it, but decided to get fit when I was about seventeen. So that's where I started. Started joining a running club. Um, and it just snowballed from there. It just became something I really loved. And then over the years, my life changes. I ended up starting go, walking into a gym in my early 20s. And um, Can you remember what that gym was called and where it was? Oh, yeah. Gosh, I remember everything about it. It was Don Oliver's. And it was in Glen Eden. And it was Maureen, the wife of Don Oliver, who is deceased. Um, and I used to take her classes. And I remember walking like I was 80, I was so sore. I don't remember how long it took for my muscles to get used to the exercise. But What, what were the classes like back then? Oh, that was aerobics, it was Les Mills, um, but it was uh, straight aerobics. We didn't have pump, uh, CX work, step, any of those. It was all of those classes put into one. So there was a lot of jumping, a lot of running, a lot of burpees, a lot of knees, a lot of sit-ups. Um, it was just the aerobics era. It was fun, it was exciting, it was colourful, and it was challenging. Did you used to wear a leotard? Hell yes. <laughs> Did you have leg warmers? Hell yes. <laughs> I, had, I had colour coordination. I had my Kermit suit, it was all lime green. I had blue, I had purple, I had pink. Um, don't think I went for yellow or orange. And everything had to be colour coordinated, yes, including the makeup. Oh, that's amazing. You know, you think about now, we're so much more basic. We don't, you know, we're not really over the top with our colours anymore. Do you think we should? Do you think we should bring back the little bit of basics back into our training? I think some people do. Um, I know even now that gyms often have special um, workshops where they have colours, they have themes, um, and I see people wearing colour. Um, so I don't think that neon kind of colour thing has rolled round through the through the last few years. Um, so every now and again, it becomes a theme in normal wear, and then you see it more at the gym. So did you used to do any weight training back then or just nah, it was just classes, aerobics? No, I was never someone that really took to doing a program at the gym and doing my own thing. Um, I think um, there were circuits, there were circuit classes. I remember Les Mills running those over the years. Um, and then later on there was boxing classes. So often you could do that kind of stuff. Um, 
you did use um, weights a little bit occasionally, and then when they Les Mills bought out um, Pump, it became one of the most popular programs I think is still today, and that was when they did weights. I think um, the Les Mills classes for people that um, you know aren't very physically active and also want to be around other people bring um, so much value to life. I think. Um, the community aspect of getting in a big room with other people and having energy and music, I think that's a you know almost like a tribal thing. From when you know you think a thousand years ago, you'd be sitting around a bonfire, dancing to music, and I think maybe the the Les Mills is uh, brings some of that 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 back, music, dance, movement. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, at one, I can remember one stage. Um, and this was a long way back when Les Mills uh, had a, moved into uh, New Lynn, um, the, the gym down the road had a no leotard um, you know, request. If you came in wearing leotards, you were sent out. And it was in direct opposition to everyone having to look perfect to go to a Les Mills class. So there was always that underlining... Sexualism, perhaps. Oh, I don't know. Take, take, taking it, taking it that good bodies are, are the thing for Les Mills. Yeah, I think there was always that misconception that to go to Les Mills, you already had to be fit, you already had to look the perfect. But actually, that's not true, and it's changed a lot over the years. Um, and I think the gyms in general, you're right, the social aspect, it's about connection with people. So um, some people are social, they, they are motivated by the instructor and by um, going with friends and about the adrenaline. Some people prefer to work alone and just um, do their own program. So it's good that gyms cater to all and there is so much variety now that allows people to choose what fits for them. So being that um, you're a class person from way back when, and now we wind it back to um, to now. Uh, what made you change your mind and, and say, you know, I actually would like to um, do programming and get into strength training? What where was the turning point to to, to actually um, start that portion of the fitness industry? Um, that's a good question. Um, strength training was only more of a recent thing. Um, I mean, I have. I've always been someone that if there was something new happening in the industry, I'd give it a go. Yeah. And I've always enjoyed being fit and healthy and having fun. So, um, yeah. And I've been to many, many gyms, as you know, and I've worked around things. The strength training came after I'd been through the boxing phase. Um, wasn't able to get back into training for that. And... Um, so it was really, I was just looking for something else, um, and I knew I was at a stage where I was very fit cardio-wise, um, but I wanted to get more mobility, and I wanted to build muscle. Yeah. So so that was my thoughts. So it was just that that really got me into it. That's, that's um, I think a lot of women in general, I think, do the whole uh, circle of the fitness industry at one point or another. Um, you know, I'm included in that. You know, I was a contours mum at one point as well and enjoyed Les Mills classes. I think um, getting into strength training has offered 
a lot more value to life and to also the social aspect um, and challenging. I find that with the programming that I write as a coach and for you guys is setting challenges mentally and physically uh, to keep you to keep you interested and also visually so that you're watching yourself in the mirror doing weights so that um, you can see if you're doing it right but also um, you can also watch your body and see it change over time and the pros and the pros and the cons of the frustration of I want more and um, and I think it hooks hooks you and uh, keeping a good balance um, of keeping what you've you've done previously um, and not not taking things away I think gives you more to life do you think do you think that would be a bit accurate with where you're about now I think so I think one of the things I really enjoy is that I can kick a younger person's ass in the gym <laughs> <laughs> I can get on one of those cycle bikes and I have people going to me how can you talk and write so we're about to do, so Diane, um, uh, you probably don't know, so Diane is also a Les Mills instructor, um, and as well as a Masters Class 3 GPC powerlifter, um, and she competed recently at Auckland Champs um, under our uh, Valkyrie team. So Valkyries, as you know, is an all-female, is our all-female powerlifting team, and um, she's doing nationals at the naval base uh, October the 24th in this uh, discipline of deadlift um, and later on in the year she'll be doing the push pull uh, that's in December which is bench and deadlift so she'll be displaying um, her bench for the second time last year she did push pull so the beauty of that of doing push pull before is she's got her goals to better the bench from previous time and also nationals is to improve her deadlift from Auckland Champs to the best of her, her ability. So sticking to um, her program is, is important. Um, so other, other than that, she is a Les Mills instructor. Where are some of the classes that you, you do your, um, your RPMs? I do them uh, mainly council gyms, so more locally than anything, uh, close to where I live. Um, yeah, Island Park, Marina, um, Idaho, um, Kaba, oh, Papakura. Big shout out to Papakura. Yeah. <laughs> to where you live. Hail to the Papakura. <laughs> she does um, a class uh, for CrushFit um, in O'Shaughnessy Street in, in Papakura. And she trains um, here with me for her strength training at Cage Barbell, and we're in Papakura as well. So she's a bit of a, a bit of a get about, aren't you, Di? Yeah, I do. I like getting around and meeting people and things like that. So, um, yeah, I suppose I've always been like that. That's why this is such a good industry for me to be in. And what motivates you? So what made it motivates you to keep going and um, do your program, you know, keep on your strength goals as well as your fitness goals and your, and your Les Mills riding? What's your, what's your motivation? What's your driver? And the for keeping fit and strong. Whoa! I suppose my driver is to walk into a gym and do a class at a hundred. That's my driver. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> and the only way I'm going to get to a hundred and be in bloody good health is to keep doing what I'm doing. 
and, and, and as we're all aging, so me and Diana are both master lifters. Um, so as, as we are on the oppo- opposite side of 40, uh, we're both 40 plus, is how have you found that life has changed on this side of um, the age uh, factor rather than being in your 20s when you're at um, John Oliver's and things like that? Oh, I think I think it's um, I think your whole life changes really. It's uh, and I think that's the whole journey. Is that the fitness has been part of my journey right from before I was a, pretty much an adult, right through my whole life. So each change has been has meant that I've shifted my viewpoint and the reasons why I go to the gym and what it, what it brings to me. Um, so now it's of course it's looking down that barrel of uh, well you know um, the first half of my like you say the first half of my life is over. Um, <laughs> I try not to dwell on such factors. It could be that we live to you know over a hundred and get our letter from the Queen, and if she's still alive, that's goals. <laughs> <laughs> I want the Queen to come and watch me lift weights. That'd be gold. <laughs> well, imagine but, that. But anyway, it's um yeah it's it's just it's just that uh, your kids leave home, uh, you start to think about the things you want, you start to think about um, the quality of what's there for you. Um, you know, getting up every morning with purpose, getting up every morning feeling good, um, not aching, not sore joints, not having to have operations, things like that. Just getting up and moving. Um, and to me, just having my life and doing everything I want and not being restricted. So you feel now that the children, are, your children are now um, you know, adults themselves and that you're living your own life and you're doing your own things. Um, do you find that the freedom that you have is more so now over you know, in, where you are now in life in comparison to where you were earlier in life? Most definitely, um, when you when you have adult children and they either leave home or they don't, um, that does free you up to think. Well, I've only got myself now, really. And you want to once again, you want to be fit enough and healthy enough to enjoy any grandchildren that come along. Um, often, like I am on my own without a partner, so it's about having good quality friends around me. And being able to go for walks, tramps, and travel, and do the things with other people, that just brings some real um, joy and connection. Yeah. Yeah, and so with the strength training that we've, you know, we've been doing together, we're but we must be over a year now, surely. Yeah. Um, how has it impacted you now as a person with training with me and learning strength training? Um, and how does it make you feel uh, with with your goals of getting stronger and getting getting the fullest life that you possibly can do moving forward um, as we as we're going? Well, I have to say it was amazing meeting you. You're crazy. <laughs> I surprisingly, um, you're not the first that has told me that I'm crazy. Um. Mm, and I am too. So I think that's quite a nice mix. Um, and all the other uh, ladies as well, as you said we, before when we were training, we're such a diverse lot. Yeah, 100%. And, and, but we all have a common goal and we all support each other and it's just, we can have a laugh and I think that's important. Um, the way 
the things I've noticed over the last year, just over a year, is is like uh, the mind shift that comes with starting to feel a little bit more muscle, um, picking up a four kg weight to lift something and going, oh my god, that's easy. Yeah. Where two years ago I wouldn't have been so easy. I would have been picking up a twenty kg plate to put it back on the rack, a rack, and I don't even think about it. Where prior. I would have really hesitated to do that. So, and that builds into other areas of your life where confidence starts to come through. Um, and I start to think of all the, the barriers that I've held myself back on and go, well, maybe I can do that. Maybe I don't have to actually um, keep telling myself I can't. Maybe I could give it a go. So, yeah, so it's little subtle things that you pick up. Um, and just the, also the mobility, being able to sit down on the floor better and jump up, run up and down stairs more effortlessly. And that's not fitness, that's just Being having stronger. confidence. Yeah. So yeah. the interesting thing there is um, the strength fitness. I find it actually quite mind-blowing. I feel the same. Um, people focus, I think, a lot in the, um, on social media about short-term gains and what they're getting right this second. I, I have found the most pleasure out of my days of training away, chipping away, and enjoying how I'm feeling, um, enjoying the moment, and being f for the factor of this is me, and I'm forever changing and evolving as a human being and learning more and more. A lot of people want to be super strong and super ripped and all the muscle right this second, but the truth of it is that I... I personally 100,000% believe in you're a product of how you are. And if you do, the, do your life consistently of how you are and how you feel and how you want to be and you love it, you truly actually do love it, you resemble it. So muscle comes on and being lean comes on from the food you eat the way you train, the way you actually treat other people. Like, if you're a happy person, you're always going to do better. You're always going to train better. You're going to work better. You're going to move better. Um, and your skin's going to glow. And there's a spring in your step. And you're moving forward in a positive life. And I think strength training really offers that to, to a person's life and, and their lifespan of, just keeping real to your, and real and true to your, your your own inner self, and not being so, you know, like people are so hung up on the here and now, and just not actually being, and that's where the true results actually come of continuousness of being. Yeah, well, I would agree with that, Angie. Um, I would have to say that the motivation isn't there every day, and there's plenty of days that you get out of bed and go, oh. I feel like an 80-year-old. <laughs> yeah. I know I work out and I know I know I work those muscles. But um, you listen to your body and you give it what it needs and yep. you carry on because it's consistency. Um, I'm really not, I haven't got a goal to lift the heaviest weight I possibly can. I have a goal to challenge myself and to be proud of what I do and, um, and just to make small steps because I... You know, I have a bigger goal. Yeah. Yeah, rather than just be the best. If I if I go to a competition and, like, I 
I've got a medal. It's like, wow, how did I get that? I didn't think I did anything special, but I did. So yeah. that's a proud moment to say, hey, actually, I got recognised for that. But it doesn't matter if I do or don't. I'm not going there to win a medal. I'm going there to be proud and to actually see, oh, can I do that a little bit more? Can I do it better? Can I show Angie, my coach, that I'm doing the things she is teaching me to do because I trust the process? Yeah, um, it's, uh, uh, yeah, I think... I think that's good. Like the medals and, and titles and things for me has, has never been my driver um, as a person. It's always, you know, when everyone knows when I started out, I was pretty weak and small and what have you. I just fell in love with the way it made me feel and the, and the people. The thing that I've found now um, as a maturing athlete, I guess, is um, recovery rate. I've got to look after myself more and, um, and I want to spend more quality time with other people and um, heal, heal better. I have to eat absolutely more optimal now than I probably have ever, ever eaten through my powerlifting or strength journey. I have to really um, be on point with food, and it's not really to make me look amazing. It's actually sort of like it's um, something that comes because I'm doing that. I'm eating better and uh, to perform better, to heal better, and to feel better. Um, and I have to sleep more. I've found I've had to sleep a hell of a lot more than what I've had to do when I was much younger. Um, and drink water is a daily chore, but an absolute huge goal of four hours, four, four liters worth of, of, of water. Do you find that your healing is your priority and spending more quality time with others is um, something you do, do more now than perhaps what you used to? I think... Um I think I'm more particular about the quality of the quality time with people, or the sorry, the quality of the people I hang around with. Um, um, I notice more the when I'm around people that tend to drain me a little bit. Energy and, suckers or vampires. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I thought, yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> suck your blood, but. Um, yeah, I tend to be more acute to that now and um, tend to go, actually, nah, that's not really what I want anymore. Um, so I'm a little bit more particular about the company I keep. Yeah. Um, Food-wise, sleep-wise, yes, I've found that I have, I've had a huge journey around that. Maybe it's another day, another podcast. It's another podcast. Oh, definitely though. another podcast. I, I, I really <laughs> think that we've done um, an amazing podcast today. I think we... We will do quite a few more podcasts with you, Guy. I think there's quite a lot of discussion that we need to to um, talk about online. I think um, just doing our first one together is great, um, just to give a bit of an insight, I guess, historically to fitness as it is, and then into strength training. Um, and I think your journey internationals will be an interesting one as well, and um, catching up about about how you're feeling and how you're training and how work's going and how your lesbian classes are going um, and also your nutrition as well, like what have you changed and what are you changing, what are you doing and um, things like that. Yeah. And also the mindset, um, we'll do some mindset checks as, as, as well as, um, as we go along. That sounds awesome. All right, Di, have a good day. You too, Angie. And we'll see you next week. Um, <laughs> for sure. All right, mate. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.